Hello and welcome to Community Topics number nine of Dualist Community. I am fucking excited as shit for everything that's about to happen with Dualist Community. And I'm Ray. This is Community Topics number nine. I'm excited about this one because somebody had written me a message privately asking about something I had mentioned in one of the earlier episodes about my holy trinity, quote unquote. And they asked if I could explain it in greater depth. And unfortunately, I can't really do that in a comment section or, or in a direct message by text because there's a lot to it. And so I recommended that they throw it into our Discord and put it up for a vote in the community topics section for this episode. And they did. And I'm very excited to announce that that was the winning vote. So today is going to be the first community topics episode that only has one subject. There were two other subjects that did play second and third, but I would rather just focus on this one piece of my history and probably one of the biggest tools that helped me develop over time as I was crawling my way out of my self-definition, as, as I was crawling my way out of depression. This is one of the tools that really helped propel me through a lot of my doubts and a lot of my habits. And so I dubbed it my holy trinity. And really all that means is that it's three key insights or three key pointers, I guess, uh, signposts in the road that can help you change direction depending on what you're doing habitually in terms of your ego. And for me, those three signposts were relax, pay attention, and be yourself. And I'll explore a little bit of why those came to be and, and, and exactly what they were applied for. But before I do that, I would like to get Andrew's initial thoughts on this, because I know we discussed it early on as something that's helpful on your path. And I'm just curious as to uh, whether Andrew's dwelled on this in, in his path or, or some version of it in his own tool belt. I'm curious about your thoughts, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have thought about each individually and like the application in my life. And so between relax, pay attention, be yourself. Um, there are three things that are just clearly things I've utilized, but just maybe haven't necessarily thought of it in those specific phrasings. But I think the way that I've applied them, I'll just kind of go through each one. So relaxation, I think the recognition that I'm not Andrew and, and I'm closer to the aware, just the awareness of reality in this moment has helped me more than anything relax because all of a sudden there isn't so much weight to everything going on. Because when I recognized that I wasn't this idea, this character, this story that can be built up and torn down, all of a sudden there isn't so much to take so seriously all the time. And what's left is relaxation. Nothing can go wrong because there isn't so much to take personally all the time without that story, without that idea. And so the next one, pay, pay attention. I think what really hit home for me was the recognition of eternity and the sort of gravity that comes with the recognition that with no beginning and no end right now is just as much the beginning and the end as any other moment that has ever been. So all of a sudden, it's not like there's not so much focus on any other moment outside of this one, because this is both the beginning and the end. And that's fucking powerful. Like, this is it right here, right now, every single moment. So how the fuck could I not pay attention to that with that much gravity to this experience that I am in every single moment? And so with that, it's like, of course, I'm going to pay attention to this. What the fuck else could I possibly pay attention to? Why would I ever 
pay attention to anything else than this moment right now. And third, be yourself. So my recognition of being yourself is just what you are when you're not trying to be anything at all. And we talked a little bit about this in our last episode with Spencer about being yourself. And and when you stop trying so hard and let go of the tension that comes with trying to be something and you stop doing all of that, what's left is yourself. Being yourself is not something you can try to be. It's what you are. It's what's left when you stop trying to be anything whatsoever. Just stop trying to be anything. And what's left is you being yourself. So that's how I've, I've sort of seen these play out in my life and you know, more, I guess, specific experiences, recognitions. But at the end of the day, they're all intertwined. They're, they all sort of point to the same deeper recognition, which is basically the core of dualistic unity. So these are, I guess, close to what you could call the dualistic unity commandments. Not that we would ever say that we have any fucking commandments because fuck that, but it's fun to talk about. And if there's anything to ever keep in mind, it's relax, pay attention to yourself. God damn, man. I love how deep you are and how much you see from the unifying perspective, because that's definitely where a lot of the reasoning behind the Holy Trinity came from, where for moments of clarity, where I was like, right, aha, I am the eternal moment. And all of those insights came together. But the, the reason I, I formed them was because those moments of clarity were hard, hard fought for early on, and they would often disappear. I would often get pulled back into my old habitual self-identity, my old habitual thoughts, my old habitual reactions to things. And so the thought was, how can I develop tools that I can use even when I don't necessarily understand why those tools are working? What will help me get out of the confusion? What will help me steer a little bit farther away from the trappings of my insecurity and a little bit closer towards faith? And so it really depended on the situation. And so all of these, each one of of these facets of this quote unquote, holy trinity all came about individually through my different experiences. And, And so what I mean is that when I was alone, I used to have a lot of problems being alone because I was left with my narrative. I was left with my thoughts about myself, my thoughts about my life, my thoughts about how everything in my life reflected on me and my value and so on and so forth. I hated myself. I hated everything about my life. I had no worth. I was unlovable. It was an absolute nightmare all the time. And so in that, I found I was seeking a way out of it. I was trying to feel better. I was trying to get away from my misery. I was trying to get, and there was so much effort, effort, effort to try and escape this thing. I remind myself, just relax. Just be where you are. Just relax. You don't have to escape anything. Just relax. And although that doesn't always make sense, as soon as you just go, okay, you know, I just am where I am. You breathe out. You do all that. You do come back to your body a little bit. It does take you a little bit out of that narrative. It does provide you with a little bit of relief from the weight that you are habitually carrying because you just remind yourself to relax. And kind of in the same way you remind yourself to exhale when you're holding your breath, like breathe. Oh, okay. Right. Breathing. That's helpful. Right. And so it's the same thing with relax. We forget that we're, we're tense. We forget that we're afraid. We forget that we're uncertain and that we're trying to scramble out of that. And so just relax. And as soon as you do that, now you start to feel a little different. Now you start to see what's around you. Now you stop thinking so much about everything that's not there 
and you are a little closer to where you are. So that was for me a huge tool in just being able to live by myself in my tiny bachelor apartment as I was going through this with all of my self-loathing and my misery. Relax. Stop trying to escape it. Let it process. And so that's where relax came from. Relax came from me being alone and, and trying to accept that experience. Um, whereas pay attention, pay attention was from an entirely different thing. Pay attention came from work. Pay attention came from doing and, and getting involved in things because I would often get involved or I would often get involved with things for the wrong reasons. I was trying to, to improve people's perspective of me, or I was trying to be liked by people, or, or I was trying to work really hard to get it done because I was impatient. There were so many things that would go into the work I was doing that was entirely based on my ego and my, my narrative and my impatience and, and, all, and my sense of lack and my sense of insecurity. And so to get through that while I was thinking, because have you ever noticed that when you're doing things and you are thinking about yourself, you make a lot more mistakes. You hurt yourself a lot more. You drop things. You do a lot of little things that you might complain about, but it really comes down to you not paying attention at the end of the day. And so that's where that came in was pay attention to what my hands are holding, to the screen in front of me, to the person I'm talking to, not what I think they think of me, but the words that are coming out of their mouth. Pay attention to the moment that I'm in and the experience will pass. Whereas if I hold on to the narrative, in my opinion, oh, I fucking hate this job and the weather sucks and I don't like that guy and all that. And the entire experience is changed by all of that, all of it. And all it does is reinforce the prison. But it's hard to relax when you're at work. It's hard to relax when you got shit to do in a deadline. But you can pay attention. You can come back to the moment that way. And it brings you exactly the same place. Here and now. Right? And when you're here and now and you realize all of your narrative was in your way, what happens? You relax. So pay attention brings you back to relax. So the last one, which is be yourself, was all relationship stuff. That was all talking to people at work or talking to people after work, going out you know, with a girl, going out with the guys, hanging out in general, going to the coffee shop, having a conversation. All of a sudden you find yourself talking over people, all of a sudden you worry that you're not being heard or you're not talking because you're worried about being judged. And all these thoughts are going on in your head and you realize, oh, I'm trying again, I'm trying to be something, I'm trying not to be something. I'm worried about what they see. I'm worried about what I see. Be yourself. It just means stop trying. You're already yourself. There's nothing to do. And so you remind yourself of that. And again, it takes work. This was years and years of practice, but these were the three things that helped me because as soon as you recognize that you're always being yourself, there's nothing to try and get to, what happens? You start paying attention to the conversation. And what does that lead to? It leads to you relaxing. And that's why I call it the Holy Trinity is because each one, depending on the situation, will lead you back to the same state of mind or very close to it. Because they all mean the same thing. It just depends on the situation that we're in. And that's why I developed them as my tools. But they were my early on tools. These tools helped me to a very large degree. And I said this in one of the Patreon groups recently. And I want to reiterate it to everybody right now. Using other people's tools will help to a point. You're going to break down concepts in your, in your process of questioning things. You're going to break down ideas and beliefs that you've had for years, and you're going to form 
new concepts and new beliefs as a result of that distillation process. Don't hold on to them either, but do cherish what they are, which is a little bit more of the finished work. That's what you're seeing. And so for me, relax, pay attention and be yourself were the initial tools. They helped me find later on, we're all God, later on, this is all the moment, blah, 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 because they helped me find that in my day-to-day life instead of just in my moments of clarity. So everybody has to form their own tools. It's got to be meaningful to you. And it has to come from the experiences that you're having. But it helps to remember the core. And you know the core. You are already whole. You are exactly what you want to be. And then the tools are really just how to accept that, how to practice that, how to, how to short circuit your habits. So that way you don't immediately start avoiding that simple recognition. So it's just about developing tools. And those are mine. Yeah, it's, it's very, I feel like, beneficial to have something to look to because just going into your whole and complete exactly as you are, that's great when you start to recognize it. But what if the voice in your head keeps telling you that you're not, right? Like, it's not going to be much benefit for you to just keep trying to fight that and be like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. It's like, all right, let's 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 take some steps here because... As much as we can recognize that there isn't, you know, it's, it's a pathless land or, or the journey nowhere, or there are, it's the one step process. There are steps, there is a path, there is a way out of the shit. And it's not just going from complete darkness to total clarity. People do oftentimes have an experience where. It happens very quickly, but they get pulled back and they swing back and forth along the way. And so they find their balance along the way. And it's not to say that you need steps, but that is how it plays out. There's a process here. And whether it's Ray recognizing these tools early on or myself recognizing like, you know, first thing was I was worried a ton about people judging me. And then I recognized, oh, they're not judging me as much. It wasn't that I recognized unity or recognized that I was God, just recognized that my ideas of how things were happening weren't how they were happening. And that's sort of like an, an initial inkling of recognizing that, oh, if if my thoughts aren't ever the truth, then maybe this whole idea of myself isn't the truth. And if that idea of myself isn't the truth, that's all rooted in the past, and I'm just aware right now, maybe I'm not that idea oh shit, if I'm not that idea, maybe there aren't bounds to what I am. Shit, if there's not bounds to what I am, maybe I'm everything. If I'm everything, maybe I'm God. <laughs> it's like that sort of process eventually plays out. But for me, that was over the span of, I don't know, five or six years that it played out in that way. And I got caught up in a lot of bullshit along the way, but it wasn't to say that it wasn't helpful to a degree. So I was curious Ray, so with these, you mentioned they were early on tools that you utilized. Were, were they recognized before you woke up or after you woke up while you were still in hell or sort of like part of that maybe couple years where you were? So I just wanted to take a quick moment here to announce that we have our California mini retreat coming up on April 11th to April 15th. And it's going to be a blast. There's no agenda. There's no thing that you got to try to be or become just time to express yourself, time to be yourself, time to find out. What is it? 
be myself. Can I really just do that? Can I really just let go? Can I really just show up without any preparation whatsoever to every situation that I get into with a bunch of people doing the same and a bunch of games to play as you do it? We're going to play some pool. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to shoot the breeze. We're going to hang out. It's the dopest sleepover that you could possibly go to. And you can join us and save $150 by using code BIGBEAR150 at dualisticunity.com. Just go to the California Mini Retreat details. You'll find it in the navigation bar. Enter the coupon code, and you can use this coupon code in addition to your already existing Patreon discount. Very much looking forward to seeing you there. Deep in the shit, and then started getting your way out to your, you know, powerful recognition that you had and or was it early on after you woke up to recognize it that's a really good question um it's kind of a funny story it was in a psychedelic experience um i was again dwelling on the path out of hell because in psychedelics you're not in hell typically you can find a state of clarity if you do the work to accept what you're seeing and not resist at all to find a point where you are just actually in reality you feel very sane you're not tripping out or anything like that um and as I said, I was thinking about, okay, what can I take with me? What's simple, something simple enough that I'm not going to lose it when I lose myself? And then, and again, this is something that's typical for psychedelics. My brain just decided to bombard me with, I don't know, a couple thousand memories of people at different points of my life, all at different stressful points of my life. And the three things that they all commonly said when I was having that experience, which was relax, pay attention, and be yourself. And it made me laugh because that's me telling myself that. I've been telling myself that since the very beginning. And I couldn't hear myself. I thought it was other people. And it made me laugh. And so that's where those three came from. It, it came from memories of how often those were the three things I heard at my lowest points and often the things that I ignored, often the things that I resisted and even resented. This is like, well, look at all the mitigating factors. Look at the situation. You don't understand my pain and all of that, right? Instead of just going, right, I can transform this. There's something I can do with this. So that's, that, that's what it came from. It came from a moment of clarity and the recognition that that's what my life has always been telling me. Yeah, that is, that is powerful. And it makes you wonder how many opportunities there are for someone before they wake up and they just didn't have the clarity to see it. Like we talk about this with synchronicities, how they're literally always happening, just whether or not you're there enough to recognize them, whether or not you're clear enough to see them, whether or not you're depending on how fucking caught up in your idea of yourself you are, if you aren't so caught up, you have the clarity to see them. You have the attention. You're relaxed enough. You're paying enough attention. You're being yourself enough to see all the things out there, all of the messages that have always been there. And so people get hung up on like, oh, the synchronicity was crazy. And like, what was what, what the thing you always say? Resist the urge to be astonished. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Resist the urge to be astonished. And so when it comes to uh, synchronicities, like they really don't astonish me very much anymore. It's like, oh my gosh, this this person, like I hadn't seen them in in weeks. And then I saw them on a post and then I saw them in real life. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, obviously we're all the same thing. We're all one mind expressed infinitely. So of course there's going to be overlap in, you know, the thoughts 
how we see things, who we see, who we think about, how we resonate with someone that we feel like we've known for our entire life. It's because you have always known them forever beyond just your idea of your life, literally forever. And so it's fascinating how often it's happening. Like it is the reality of everything. And it, I'm curious just like how much is possible. I know in a recent community topics, we cover human potential, but like how much is really possible when we stop doing all the things that get in the way of relaxing, paying attention and being ourselves. Like if the whole world started doing that just a little bit more often, just 1% more often, like what kind of shift we would see, how reality would change from the concept that we see now and the things we get caught up on and the things that we think it is to the potential of what could be. If we just do those basic things that aren't these things that you have to work really hard for and try so hard and anything you do in that realm is going to take you significantly further from these things. And these are all you ever have to do in any situation, plug it into any situation, relax, pay attention to yourself and you're fine. And they're like the easiest thing to do, but also the most difficult thing to do at the same time. Difficult for the ego, easy for us. So it's it's interesting, but yeah, it's it's I'm very curious to see what what the potential of this recognition on a broader scale could lead to in our reality. Well, it's a cascade. I mean, this is why I always say that enough ripples change the nature of the pond. Right. Because that's that's really what we're talking about. Like this is a conversation I had not too long ago. I was, I actually, I think I mentioned it in our discussion with Spencer, but uh, I was having a conversation on TikTok and somebody mentioned like, oh yeah, okay. You know, recognizing we're capable of anything. That's all sounds like positivity and platitudes. What about some poor starving child sleeping under a piece of corrugated metal under a bridge? It was really descriptive. Like he really had this image in his head of this atrocious story. And he's like, what, what good does positive thinking do that person? Or, you know, what, what good does, you know, letting go of their narrative do that person? And it's like, well, it allowed them to come to terms with their, their situation. It would allow them to at least gain some clarity and figure out what to do. It's going to help them moment to moment, regardless. It's not like it's going to magically bring food to them or put a roof over their head, but let's just play it out over time. Let's look at that one person and how relaxing, pay attention, being yourself, coming to terms with reality, recognizing you're not separate can motivate you. It can inspire you to try new things. It can inspire you to go beyond your narrative. It can inspire you to push the boundaries and change your life. I know when I was homeless, that's exactly what happened for me. I had to change my mentality and stop beating myself and judging myself in order to gain some momentum. So that helped me individually. It's not a silver bullet, but it gave me momentum. But if we play that out and we actually look at the larger picture, if everybody was just to relax, pay attention and be themselves a little bit more, there would be more empathy. So the society that created that imbalance, the society that so treasures capitalism and superiority and egotism and division would start to crumble. It would change its priorities as a result of all of us changing our priorities. And so that kid sleeping under that piece of corrugated metal under a bridge and starving would have a different environment that environment would make it easier for that kid to change their life as well. And that's just looking at it in terms of the individual and the collective. Think about the potential of each and every single person relaxing, 
paying attention and being themselves just a little bit more. All of the relationships they have, all of the opportunities that they see, all of the changes that they make to their life because they are actually in their life, able to see why it has meaning and why it's important rather than just chasing the next carrot, thinking that that's what life's about. It would change everything. And it's such a small thing. And that's why we disregard it. That's why we don't believe in it. And I I heard this argument. Oh, well, you know, we could have been empathetic towards one another for hundreds and thousands of years and it's never worked. It's like, that doesn't mean it won't. It means that we have an opportunity that we've never taken advantage of. That we have the technology, we have the intelligence, we have the knowledge to look back at how many screw-ups and how many mistakes we've made as a result of this fascination with the fiction of ego and learn from it to actually come together in an age when we're not burning each other at the stake, in an age when we actually can have discourse without worrying about being punished for it. Or at least that's the hope. Cancel culture is definitely changing that, but that's the ego again, being sensitive, right? So yeah, I I think it changes everything. I think it's the one thing we can all do that has a massive impact, but it really comes down to how much it means to us. It has to be meaningful to us. We cannot be out in the world doing the, you need to change. You need to let go of your ego. You need to relax and pay attention and be yourself because that's not us relaxing and paying attention to being ourselves. That's demanding everybody else do it to fix the world because we're unable to actually see the world for what it is. That's it. And if we can honestly do that, the ripples spread. I want to go back to actually something you were saying earlier how often we hear things like relax, pay attention, be ourselves, but we're not in a state of awareness to appreciate it. It still makes an impact. Still went in there. Even if it was 10 years later in a moment of psychedelic clarity where I'm like, and they all came back because they were all still in there. They were all still affecting me, whether I could appreciate them or not. It was just a matter of time. It's just a matter of finding the right variation to come together and form an insight. And that's why this discussion is so important. That's why getting out of your way is so important. Because if you're not in the way, if you're not thinking about yourself, if you're not trying to self-soothe or get something out of somebody, you are giving them the space to process information and you're lending them your insight to help them do it. So we grow together. So again, it's a cascade. It's It would be a global miracle, but it starts with tiny little miracles, moment to moment, as we free ourselves from our self-imposed hell. Absolutely. And I feel like we get so caught up on the short-term gratification for everything, including the impact we see on reality. Like like what you just said is, is that just because someone told you, pay attention 10 years before, they probably thought it had no fucking impact then they saw you for the next if they did see you for the next 10 years like oh clearly i had no impact until that day that it did and so we get so hung up on wanting that immediate gratification like in the argument that we're having with someone or the discussion or the debate we're like you know it ends and they seem like they don't change at all and we're like oh fuck i didn't do anything might as well never do that again might as well never express myself might as well never talk to someone or try and ruffle any feathers or rock any boats or anything because we don't see the immediate impact but we're always impacting it just our mentality our willingness to question things is impacting it and so i find that in my own life i've let go more and more of needing to see that immediate impact knowing that it's happening on some degree and i've seen it over you know the course of months where i didn't see anything for months and all of a sudden 
all these changes happen. I'm like, oh, holy fuck. Like, did I just say something magical? No, it's it's that that sort of persistence, not with any desire to necessarily change, but just express myself and viewpoints and thoughts about things, despite the reactions that I oftentimes get, oftentimes visceral reactions. I know Ray gets in the same sort of thing, but it's not about necessarily changing anyone. It's just putting out that mentality, that willingness to question, that willingness to look something that I don't agree with in the face and question it and have a discussion about it. We, we think that, oh, I need this immediate impact, this immediate gratification for whatever I'm talking about explaining, but you'll never know the impacts that you have. So just keep being you, keep paying attention to reality, keep expressing yourself, which is sort of a, a fruit of this mentality of this Holy Trinity is being able to express yourself and being okay with people not agreeing with you, being okay with people judging you for it, being okay with people pointing fingers and calling you crazy because you're relaxed, you're being yourself, you're paying attention to reality and, and what it actually is, as opposed to what people are telling you that it is, or your mind is believing that it is based on your experiences, based on your perceptions. And the other part you mentioned uh, before that was other people telling others how to be. And that's, that's happened. I, I put a vlog out on TikTok slash Instagram, and I just thought it would be funny to get people uh, interacting, get some comments on the post that I asked, like, my hair is getting pretty long. Like, do you think I should get a haircut? And the number of comments I got from people who were like, practice what you preach, man. Like, you shouldn't care what other people think of you. You shouldn't care what people think of your hair. It's like, what the fuck? Like, God damn it. Is this not like the above all else? Telling other people how to live is the furthest thing from it. And that's what you're doing like I'm out here just talking shit. I'm just out here making a video, having a good time, like being trying to have some fun with it. And I get like probably 10 comments at least out of a hundred of people being like, You always say not to care what people think. Why do you care what people think? It's like, I don't. I'm st- I'm literally have a haircut for next week. I just wanted to hear what people had to say. It doesn't impact what I do. It's just kind of fun to do. But yeah, last I checked, uh, telling other people how to live is not not on the Holy Trinity. And that's absolutely the furthest thing from anything that I talk about. So it's so funny how often people are like, oh, well, you say this, so you should do this. Practice what you preach. And it's like, you're telling someone else how to live. Like, speck and beam, brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's why uh, a lot of my recent videos have started with, it can help to remember Cause I'm not saying you have to remember. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying it can help if you do something with it. It's really up to you. And I guess that's been a long part of this journey has just been more or less recognizing that it's not about forcing anything. The more you do that, the more you're perpetuating force, which is unfortunately the problem, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to continue to find our own grace. We want to continue to embody the wholeness that we already know is there, but we've forgotten over time through habit and trauma and a bunch of other things. And so I just want to take this moment to actually say to our guest, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, the Holy Trinity, quote unquote, please don't take that seriously, but these insights, they really do help. They really will help you find your way out of hell just by reminding you that that hell isn't as real as it seems. That's really the only point. So 
we've talked about this before, and I'm going to say it one more time. As much as Andrew and I say, we're all one, everything is unity, so on and so forth. We never want you to believe that. We never want you to identify as somebody who believes that. We never want you to go out and argue that. Because that is not the point. It's just the recognition of it. It's just the recognition that everything is not divided. And that comes through letting go of the division. That comes through letting go of the fiction of who you think you are. And then that recognition just grows on its own. It becomes a genuine thing that you see, not something you have to believe, certainly not something that needs to be defended and not something you need to convince anyone else. And that's when it becomes powerful because then people see it in you. They may not understand it. They may not understand why you're as relaxed as you are or why it triggers them so much that you're so at ease. But that's where the impact is. That's where the growth is happening. It happens in you being fundamentally different than the egotistical world that we have created. That is the most revolutionary act that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not It's not a belief. It's nothing you have to follow or do or latch onto and defend. It's just, it helps to get you to a place where you can recognize things that are closer to the truth of what you are. And through letting go of the idea of yourself, you recognize that there are no boundaries anymore. There are no walls between you and reality. And then you can recognize unity, but it's not, you know, this, this outside in type thing that we we've talked about a number of times before. It's not a belief. It's nothing you ever have to believe in. It's just something that is able to be recognized through other things. Almost. It's not like a direct recognition. It's through recognizing that, you know, maybe first of all, your, your thoughts aren't, you know, your thoughts. They're just things that you're aware of. And you're maybe not a thinker. You're not thinking your thoughts so much. You're just closer to aware of your thoughts. And as you recognize that, all of a sudden they become less powerful. And, and as they become less powerful, as I was saying before, that idea of yourself becomes less powerful because all of these things only exist inside of your mind. That hell you experience is through your mind. It's not the reality of it. It's, it's the perception of reality that passes through your mind. It's not to say that people, certain people aren't in horrendous situations, but it's, it's the thoughts, the, the perceptions of them that really keeps us in that mentality, in that hell, and through recognizing that, you know, it isn't the truth and, and your perception and opinions and the story you tell yourself every single day isn't actually true. Can you recognize that, oh, maybe this idea of myself that's cutting myself off from everything isn't me? Maybe I'm aware of it. Maybe I'm just aware of everything. Maybe I'm just awareness or something right now. <laughs> and then what's left beyond that is unity. And these tools are things that can help. And through even utilizing some of these tools that, that Ray has recognized, relax, pay attention to yourself, through that, they'll probably be useful for a while. And eventually, you'll be able to develop your own tools. And sometimes you need you know, a starter kit, as they say, like in a video game, that, that stock starter kit. And that's sort of what this episode's about is to give someone some a stock starter kit, but it's not meant to be their truths. It's not meant to be 
held on a plaque or put up on their wall or, or rained down from on high almighty God given to Moses and the 10 commandments or some fucking bullshit like that. It's just a little starter kit to get you going. And through the, the recognition of these and the understanding of them, the deeper understanding of them, your own tools will inevitably arise and eventually come to a point where you don't need so many tools and you're just, you're it. You are the tool that's experiencing itself. Nicely said, because that's what this really is all about. Relax, pay attention and be yourself. And I mentioned this earlier. They all mean the same thing. And by that, I mean, they all take you to the same place, which is as the moment. They all bring you into a state of being the moment, which is being God. And until you think about yourself, that is the experience of unity. Until that idea of yourself comes into play, you are embodying unity. It's just a matter of getting used to it. It's just a matter of allowing yourself to sit in that space until it no longer feels foreign to you. And you can actually realize that there's another way to be in that space because the ego interprets itself and thinks in a very specific way. It relies on concepts in a very specific way. There's a lot of effort in everything the ego does. It has to try and figure things out. It has to force ideas together. It's really trying to, it, it, it really has a lot of ambition, let's just say. Whereas insight, insight happens when you get out of the way. Insight happens when the process of growth is no longer being interrupted by you. And so your brain actually can have the space and the energy and the attention that it needs to process two things that at one point seemed dissimilar and bring them together so you can see how they're connected. And that's all these tools are for, to allow you to get out of your way increasingly as you go along through your life. And day by day, shade by shade, layer by layer, you will start to see more and more and more of exactly how obvious all of this is. But there are so many layers in the way. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with having all those layers in the way. You have to understand you built those layers because you exist in a world that is uncertain and scary. It's hard to understand everything that's going on. And so these layers that we've developed are false certainty to protect ourselves. They're assumptions, so we don't have to be so afraid. And they served a purpose to a point. But now we're growing. Now we're recognizing our strength. And if we can recognize our strength, that means that we can recognize that we don't need those protections as much. And that we can't actually develop that strength until we let them go. And so that's what this is all about. Recognizing more of your strength, letting go of more of the things you think you can't do until 20 years later, you don't even think about it anymore. Like I say that these tools were some of my original tools as I woke up and I used them for years. I don't think about them anymore. It doesn't even dawn on me to ever say to myself, be yourself, pay attention. Relax still comes up from time to time, for sure. But the others, it's not even a question. And it took a long time to get there. And I say this to the listener, and I, I do hope you pay attention to this. There was a time period where everything in my brain told me I'd never get out of that hell. Even when I was on my way out. And I just couldn't recognize it. So if you feel that way now, just ignore that voice. Because it's just trying to make sense of what's going on based on how you've looked at yourself your entire life. It's not looking at you. It's trying to paint a trajectory based on your old doubt. 
It's not who you are. The sooner you let that false certainty go, the sooner you can set a new trajectory. Amen. Always, always striving for that sweet, sweet false sense of certainty. Oh man, the ego, the mind loves that false sense of certainty, no matter how fucked up of a story that that certainty is, no matter how shitty of a thing we tell ourselves, that's what it strives for. That's what it desires at the end of the day. So even just being aware of that, I think can help being aware that it just wants to latch onto something. It literally doesn't care how fucked up it is, how much it's hurting you. It just wants that false sense of certainty. And I think throughout this, something that our society likes to build is you know, the idea of ourselves, it wants a positive idea of ourselves at the end of the day for the, for the most part. And I think through these things, you can recognize that there's really no benefit to having the positive idea of yourself. If anything, it takes you out of the experience no differently than a negative idea of yourself. And so through relaxing, through recognizing that there isn't any way for you to be better or worse than you are in any single moment, to be more or less than you are in any single moment, you let go sort of naturally of the striving to be something that isn't yourself. You're already it. You've said so many times because there isn't anything else better that you could possibly be. It's just the depth, the, the deepness more closely into the truth of what you are, but it's not anywhere that isn't here not anywhere that isn't now. So relaxing and paying attention to the moment that you are is the most powerful thing you can ever do. There's nothing that you have to strive for, that you have to become because you're already it and you're already there. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. And, and I just want to toss in quickly that, again, these were my tools. I'm very excited to be able to share them with you and everybody who's listening into the in the community. I hope you do find them useful because you're me. So they're also your tools in the same way that I picked them up through a thousand different voices of my own telling me over my life. I'm another one of those voices in the chorus. You've heard all this before. It's just that I'm pounding on it a little harder than most of the other characters in your life have done because, you know, it's been really useful to me. And I, I genuinely care about you, Andrew, and I both want your journey to be the best possible journey because you're us. Your life is literally as important to us as ours is because it's the same life. So I am grateful that I got to share this with you. I do encourage you to share your own tools on our Discord or in our Patreon or join us on a group chat and share your own tools that you've developed along the way. I know one of my clients early on, she decided that her tool was maintain awareness, maintain awareness, maintain awareness. And whenever she was in a situation where she was triggered or it was habitual to respond a certain way, she would just remind herself, maintain awareness, which was her way of saying, pay attention. Right. And so that was her tool and it worked for her. She succeeded with flying colors. She didn't last with me for very long as, as a coaching client because she just didn't need it because she found her own stride. And so definitely share your tools, understand that they have value and that not everybody's going to appreciate them because they're not all in a state of mind where they can, but just relax, pay attention, be yourself and it will all work out. 
And on that note, we are going to end community topics number nine. This has been a lot of fun. If you'd like to suggest a topic for next week or vote on the topic for next week, definitely join us in Discord or Patreon. Definitely join us on Patreon. If you'd like group chats, you want to talk to us, ask us questions, throw in some insights of your own, we'd love to chat with you. It's only $5 a month. It's definitely the gem when it comes to everything that Dualistic Unity creates. We'd love to see you there. So thank you for joining us this week. We will see you again soon. Bye, everyone.